Let us worship God. A reading from the prophet Isaiah, the second chapter, beginning with the first verse. In preparation to hear these words, let us pray. Holy God, we give you thanks for these ancient words and for the lives of those who have carried them down throughout the ages. We ask that you would open our hearts and minds this morning, that your fresh word might fall upon us this day. Amen. The word that Isaiah, son of Amos, saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem. In days to come, the mountain of the Holy One's house shall be established as the highest of the mountains and shall be raised above the hills. All the nations shall stream to it. Many people shall come and say, Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Holy One, to the house of Jacob, that God may teach us God's ways and that we may walk in God's paths. For out of Zion shall go forth instruction 
and the word of the Holy One from Jerusalem. God shall judge between the nations and shall arbitrate for many peoples. They shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. O house of Jacob, come, let us walk in the light of God. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Thanks be to God. reading from the Gospel according to Matthew, chapter 24, verses 36 to 44. But about that day and hour, no one knows, neither the angels of heaven nor the Son, but only the Creator. For as the days of Noah were, so will be the coming of the Son of Humanity. For as in those days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day Noah entered the ark. And they knew nothing until the flood came and swept them all away. So too will be the coming of the Son of Humanity. Then two will be in the field. One will be taken and one will be left. 
Two women will be grinding meal together. One will be taken and one will be left. Keep awake, therefore. For you do not know on what day your Lord is coming. But understand this. If the owner of the house had known in what part of the night the thief was coming, he would have stayed awake and would not have let his house be broken into. Therefore, you also must be ready, for the Son of Humanity is coming at an unexpected hour. You may notice that there's no title for my sermon. That's because we just don't know. Do you remember these bumper stickers? Jesus is coming. Look busy. Jesus is coming. And boy, is he angry. Those bumper stickers have a funny side. But living in fear of an angry God or faking it with false busyness and getting misinformation don't help. Jesus is coming. Prepare ye the way. What if we knew Christmas was going to happen, but we did not know when? How would that affect our interest and preparation? Would we not bother to prepare? What would preparation mean? How would being prepared be different from when we do know the day and the hour? Would we keep making the same preparations day after day? Would we keep the soup pot hot? My grandma and grandpa would drive each December from their home in Minnesota to our home in Southern California. They never told us when they were coming. They loved the surprise. They would just burst through the front door of the house and announce their arrival. I thought it was wonderful. I realize now it was not such a delight for my parents, especially for my mother, their daughter-in-law. My grandparents were a big, positive delight in my life. They grounded me with love and fun. But even though they almost hid the Christmas tree with outrageous piles of gifts, they were not the arrival of the promised Messiah. Yet for me, they did help give birth to Jesus in my life. When Grandpa retired, they moved to be near us in California. They were earthy, spiritual anchors in my life. We start our 
Advent. Advent. Vent meaning arrival. Ad meaning towards. Our Advent, our celebration of Jesus coming to us by hearing about things coming to an end. The disciples press Jesus for details. He says, we can read the signs. Read the signs and know that an end is coming. But we cannot know the day nor the hour. It will be a surprise like the unannounced arrival of my grandparents. What is the preparation? When I was a young seminarian, I was assigned to care for an old priest, Father Cyprian. Father Cyprian was intelligent and firm and a lot of fun. He was another earthy anchor in my spiritual life. And he had some old friends living nearby, Alice and Arthur. They often had us over for dinner. Alice was a gracious hostess who liked to have everything ready before the guests arrived so she could totally be present to us. She always made it clear we were to arrive at the assigned predictable hour. Arriving early really set her off. Well, the day of one of our scheduled visits, Father Cyprian asked me, Dale, what time did Alice tell us to arrive? Six o'clock, Father. Let's be there at five. Through her kitchen window, Alice saw her coming down her long country drive, and soon we saw her coming at us, screaming and swinging her arms. What are you doing here? I told you, six o'clock. Well, I got Father Cyprian's walker assembled, helped him out of the car, and he raised his walker up in the air and said, are you going to let us in? And Alice says, of course I'll let you in, you old coot. It was the meeting of old friends. They reminded me of Jesus and Martha telling each other what they thought. Alice received us at a time she did not expect. Sometimes I have wondered if we made an abusive imposition. Healthy boundaries are important. Don't open the door to the thief or the abuser or somebody tracking you. But the signs that put me at rest are that we continued to grow in friendship, care, and affection over the years. From Alice, I got an insight into being prepared for an unexpected arrival. Opening the door is more important than having the table set. Our best preparation is being ready to open our hearts 
and receive the visit. There's four Greek words that are key to Advent. Jesus coming to us. The first is apocalypse. What does apocalypse mean? The unveiling. The unveiling. Or the revelation, which is vela, is a veil. Apocalypse, unveiling. Another important Greek word is epiphany. Epiphany, showing something around. Look, look. There's something new to see. And a third Greek word, metanoia. I didn't know all of you were there. My veil came off, and now I think differently. And a fourth Greek word, parousia. Jesus arriving to be alongside of us. Parousia to be alongside of. Jesus is giving an instruction to his disciples in today's gospel. Be alert for when the Lord comes alongside you. Jesus says to recognize the signs and then follows up with, but you can't predict the time. It will be when you least expect it so don't waste your energy trying to figure out the day and the hour or even thinking you can have everything in perfect order. While you are arguing over and calculating the day and the hour, and so much of Christian history is that, thinking somehow we come closer to God or are prepared by doing all of these apocalyptic calculations. We can't know the day or the hour. We don't need to have the table perfectly set. Jesus may have been alongside us and left unrecognized as we were doing our calculations. My grandma was very hospitable. She often had surprise visitors. One of her principles was to always have supplies to give a lunch to 12 people within 20 minutes. And she did it many times. But Grandpa was the one who did the shopping. Grandma was definitely no sacred virgin but after Grandpa died, Grandma was often like the unprepared virgins waiting for the arrival of the groom to begin the wedding celebration. She would be on the phone with me to arrive quickly with needed supplies. 
We will never have it all together. And we can't do it all alone. That's why Jesus comes. To remove our veil. To help us open our hearts and change our way of thinking. To show us signs of God and to walk alongside us. Matthew has Jesus speaking to us as a prophet, criticizing our religious system from the edge of the inside to wake us up and give us hope. Isaiah does the same thing. In his first chapter, Isaiah trumpets out a lambast of the people and their religious practices. By our chapter 2 of this morning, he's regathering the people in hope. Jesus tells us that even he does not know the day or the hour. We will be doing our thing. We will be surprised. Don't get distracted with predictions and false messiahs. The important point has nothing to do with being right about predictions of the coming of the Lord. Our readiness is living a life of simple, anticipatory preparation, opening the door even if the table is not set. Jesus doesn't say which destiny is better, being taken away or being left. He doesn't say where the taken are taken, nor does he say what life is like for those left behind. Isaiah is preaching during a time of downfall and defeat for the kingdom of Judah. The Assyrians had conquered the northern kingdom of Israel, and Judah was being invaded. Prosperity and glory were gone. Judah was going astray, wondering how to make Judah great again. Matthew was likely written with knowledge of the destruction of the temple in 70 AD, another catastrophe for the Jewish people. The people were wondering how to make Jerusalem great again. The end of the world is happening all of the time. One person is taken, another is left. Alice and Arthur, Father Cyprian, Grandma and Grandpa have been taken. I'm still here missing them and wondering. Earth's daily revolution on its axis and our continuing orbits around the sun give us movements of constant beginnings and endings. The last judgment is based on the works of mercy lived out today. Not on predicting the end of the world and not on making our tribe great again. We need to meet on God's mountain of revelation, where we are shown a new way, recognizing Jesus alongside us, 
we will change our weapons of hate and destruction into implements to care for the common good. As we continue now with the prayer chants, you are invited in the silence of your hearts to offer your prayers of intercession and supplication, those prayers for the world, for those you love, and for yourself to be given to God. 
Holy God, you have fed us with laughter and song in word and in silence. And for that, we give you our thanks and our praise. Amen. Go forth, remove your veil, open your heart, change your thinking, and be surprised by signs of God walking alongside you. And may the grace of God, the peace of Christ, and the power of the Spirit be with those who weep or work or wonder this week. And may God enrich your lives now and forevermore. Amen. Thank you.